Welcome. Welcome, my friends, to the Beggars and Brawlers podcast. This is episode 39, recorded February the 19th of 2022. And today, I have an interview for you with fellow contributor to the Alchemy of Sorrow anthology, which is coming out soon, and rising star in the indie fantasy community in her own right, Crystal Matar. Crystal Matar has been writing for a long time, but things got serious when Tashway Blackwood walked into her life and amber-eyed Roblin. When she isn't arguing with him or any of his friends, she parents and farms. She has a lot of children and even more animals and one very excellent husband. She's currently working on lots of stories set in the Dominion. She expects to exist in this universe for a while. Crystal, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, pretty good. I'm on the second cup of coffee, so, you know, yeah. like... It's, Me too. <laughs> it's looking up from here. The daughter wanted to wake up at 540. So I have been awake for a while. Just, you know, the sleep that preceded it was not super strong. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, so I got to ask before we get started about the farm. Do you have vegetables? Do you have animals? What's going on on the farm? Oh, so we have we have pigs mostly. Awesome. Yeah. They uh, they're a small breed of pig called cooney cooney pigs. Hmm. Um and so they they're only about two or three hundred pounds rather oh, than yeah. yeah I know rather than the you know the big giant 800 right. 900 pounds um and they're very sweet and yeah. very cute and um and then so we we also have some ducks and some geese for oh. eggs yeah um they the the ducks are sweet the geese are less sweet <laughs> we have an but they protect the ducks yeah <laughs> that's awesome there's a bunch of canada geese that winter in denver and oh they're man. like maybe probably Thoughts different breeds, but yeah they just like <laughs> poop all over all of the parks and like bite at you if you get close i'm like these are not yeah the geese they're... i was promised <laughs> no no i'm sorry <laughs> I, on behalf of canada i apologize for the geese. <laughs> it's not your fault i won't go south park on you <laughs> that's very kind. that's awesome i i grew up with pigs too we raised them uh when i was young and that's how i paid for my first nintendo my dad gave me a pig oh cool mm-hmm. <laughs> what kind of pig uh Remember? i was too young to know yep i just okay the... what color uh they're pretty pinkish sometimes sometimes oh, okay. brownish blackish spots yep that yep. narrows it down <laughs> there's only a couple of pink breeds hmm. yeah Cool. So we're here to talk about your story in The Alchemy of Sorrow, uh, okay. which is a wonderful story. I get to tease everyone because I have read it in both incarnations. <laughs> <laughs> both very different incarnations. Yeah, it's crazy. We were talking before we started recording about your writing process, but um, the first, you know, the first story was long and it was good. Uh, and then based on feedback, with an it's asterisk. Like... <laughs> well, you know, like the heart of it was there. And I was just, when I read the second one, I was like, oh my God, she threw out like almost all of this, but it's like still there is history. And it was super cool. Like everything oh, that I loved you. about the first incarnation is still there, just like informing what's happening in the second one. So yeah, I'm, I thought, I'm glad to, it's, it's neat to see people read both, um, both versions. Mm-hmm. I don't think many people have, and just, it's neat to know that it hits so much better. Yeah, Once totally I've does. ripped it, ripped it apart and rebuilt it. It totally does. Yeah. Yep. You rip the beating heart out and <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, one of the things that I love about this, because it's crazy, because first story, we spend a lot of time in like Kasani, um, and we're not there at all in the in the final version, but like it actually feels richer in terms of the culture and stuff because he's reflecting on it. That's one of the things yeah. I really love about it is like the incense for each of the deities and all the practices that you talk about in there. And like, yeah, the importance of burial rites and who got it and who didn't like and how that feels. Yeah, that he's uh, he's a very natural narrator. He he mm. really likes the attention, even <laughs> if he's suffering a bit. So um, <laughs> he, he was really easy when I gave this assignment to him. He was like, yeah, absolutely. I will wax <laughs> lyrical about my pain for thousands of words. No problem. <laughs> I mean, I get the sense that he's not often not suffering. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> he um, most of the time he does it to himself but this time at that. least <laughs> this time at least he had an excuse <laughs> yeah exactly yeah is he uh is he someone who just came to you or was this a character that you like thought up and designed like how did that work because um, he's so rich and fleshed out and complicated <laughs> he yeah he came to me a long time ago so anyone who's heard me talk about my characters will know that um i've been writing about toshway for a long time Mm-hmm. Um, and Ishmael is somebody that kind of walked into one of Toshway's books mm. quite a number of years ago, back before Toshway made the jump to fantasy. Um, mm, interesting. And when we made the jump, um, I kind of ransacked all my old drafts for characters that would fit in the fantasy setting. And Ishmael was um, a very eager volunteer. <laughs> 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 so and it, it was interesting to see how much he changed, but also how much he did not change at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some of some of his mannerisms um, stayed in. And I didn't even notice until I, I looked back at some of the old stuff. So anyway, yes, mm-hmm. he's been around for a long time, but he just had to be kind of customized to the fantasy setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and he so he's in Brightwash. And he, he started out as a very minor character. Mm-hmm. Um, and Angela Board read an early version of that draft. And by the end of the draft, she didn't remember who he was when I said his name. Oh. And he and I were both utterly devastated <laughs> <laughs> that he was not memorable. So I, I did a revision <laughs> on that book just to, she <laughs> just has no to idea give him the power she has over his ego. <laughs> he yeah he's very easily devastated I think um but I I did a revision just to kind of bring him more to the center and make him more important and he's quickly becoming a fan favorite so um when it was time to write a short story um he seemed like a natural choice he seemed like someone that I could trust to give me something under the word can't limit but also <laughs> something really powerful and raw so uh, yeah totally I think he did good it is powerful and raw for sure yeah <laughs> um, yeah that's uh so i haven't heard you talk about the jump from um previous genre to fantasy uh but it's crazy for me to imagine because ish's uh situation like being in diaspora and his relationship to kasani it just feels so embedded in the setting and world was there a similar backstory for him or cultural position that came with? Yeah. So originally um, he was Palestinian. Mm. Um, so a lot of the world building that I did for him 
has has roots in kind of that feeling. So full disclosure, uh, my husband um, is Canadian and Palestinian. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where the Arab last name comes from. <laughs> um, and so just, you know, talking to him and his family, they've kind of, they made an impact on me. Mm, um, totally. And so Ishmael is kind of my love letter to them and, and everything mm, that yeah. um, they go through. Um, yeah. And so mm. when I, when I pulled them over to fantasy, I knew that that feeling had to stay because it's such an mm. integral part of him mm-hmm. um, of trying to figure out who he is in a, in a culture that isn't the same as where his parents came from. And I think he's, he's done it beautifully. He's really resonating with people in a way that Mm -hmm. um, I didn't expect, but um, I'm really glad to see. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, on first blush, he isn't like easily lovable, right? (laughs) Which is, you know, nothing to say. That's who you ask. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, yeah, I, I definitely like, so anyways, for me, this doesn't make sense if you haven't read the story. So just read it. But uh, so sympathizable. But like, you know, at the same time, sometimes he's like... a brat. OK, you can he's, say it. he's your character. Yeah, he's he's a selfish and self-destructive <laughs> brat. Um, but also he does it because he has a lot of love in his soul and he he never seems to know how mm, to express it totally. well. Yeah. And that I think that's what resonates with people that he's not doing it to be cruel he's doing it because he doesn't know how to get attention in a healthy way yeah yeah i mean i can identify with that (laughs) (laughs) second my toddler (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um so speaking which do you want to read us a little something from the story yeah absolutely um i'm trying to decide how much to ramble on about the setup maybe i won't give any context (laughs) Just like Twitter didn't get any context for this. Yep, so just, I'm not going to give any. You were gone longer than I expected. His voice is low and gentle, like he's talking to a spooked horse, and it only makes me feel worse. I had started to worry. It's a long walk up the mountain, Mr. Sun, I mutter. I know I sound petulant and rude, but I can't help it. I'm tired of crying. I'm so t- desperately tired of falling apart at the slightest things. I've been crying since the day I found my father, weeping on the inside, my soul crumbling. When my mother was still alive, she used to encourage me to let it go, to weep with her. She didn't like that I hate crying. She always said that it's a dominion trait, that Kasani men aren't afraid to cry. But I don't recall seeing my father cry. He always just sighed at me. My mother was the sole owner of tears in our family. (sighs) Awesome. I love all the stuff that you have in there about his mom, um, especially yeah. the, the section with the furniture. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I just keep wanting to go into spoilers. <laughs> so yeah, um, so I guess I guess it's not much of a spoiler just to say that he's lost his parents and he's he's yeah. struggling to define himself without them as a link mm. to who he is, um, and I. I think we we could all kind of relate to trying to figure out who we are um, in our in our families and kind of in the world and mm-hmm. how that changes when we lose people. So that's 
that's where his story came from. And if it changes or if it's just something that we think has changed or. Yeah. If we find I don't know. I haven't figured it out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> it's really funny because I feel like every time we talk about this anthology, we're so excited and we're also kind of like <laughs> not mournful, yeah. but like deep and like, ah, oh, it's a thing. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. As as a group, we're very joyful, and mm-hmm. it's been a lot of fun. And yep. but and then, then we try to talk about our themes, and all of a sudden, the energy just yeah. We get drop. like dour, and like yeah, we're yeah. like so excited about making each other weep, and excited to make our yeah. readers weep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with us. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> and all the people who want to read that stuff are just fine too. We've talked yeah. a lot about how we just need more of it in fantasy. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, I definitely agree. And, you know, amazing shout out to Virginia for putting it all together yeah. because it, there's a, there's a lot of loss in fantasy that, you know, so many fantasy books deal with um, big conflict where a lot of yeah. people die. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it becomes um it should become a safe place to examine what that does to people, but it's hard to find it. Um, so I, I'm really encouraged to be part of a group that's so determined to just drag it along with them and, and kind of <laughs> yeah. make their characters reckon with what it's like to lose. Yeah. And to see the response, you know, with our Kickstarter yeah. funding so fast, like we're not the only ones who want this. Yeah. Yeah, that that it did feel like a gamble. A um, little bit, yeah. Theming theming a an entire we're, anthology around grief. Right, we're gonna put grief and sorrow in the title. <laughs> Would you like yeah. to get a copy? <laughs> and and people said absolutely. And yep, uh, I love was, grief and sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that was that was really cathartic. Just kind of knowing that it was it was needed and it was wanted and mm-hmm. nobody nobody knew how to ask for it but then when we were offering it they were like yes please yeah totally yeah well i'm excited for everyone else to read your story <laughs> thank you <laughs> i'm like the earliest kickstarter because i got to read it way back in the day yeah um, where uh where can people go to find you online I'm most accessible um, on Twitter. So that's at Crystal Matar at Mm -hmm. Twitter. Um, Same handle for Instagram, but I'm not there as much. Um, And then also I have my website, Mm -hmm. crystalmatar.com, but I rarely update it. So it's a little bit (laughs) out of date. (laughs) And I'll put Um, all those links will be in the show notes. So y'all can just look at it and click. And then, Um, and then of course the Kickstarter. Um, Yeah, of course the Kickstarter, there'll be a link for that too. Uh, as of our recording, there are nine days left. <laughs> so we got to get this podcast out fast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if not, hurry I up, jeez. I know we haven't totally solidified it, but I think sometime in late summer, early fall, it's going to be available to general that, public. Yeah, that that seems to be what Virginia is saying. That yeah. uh, this year certainly. So. Yeah. Albeit in less fancy format. If you want the really pretty hardcover <laughs> with all the really pretty art. Yeah. Oh, the gorgeous art by Kirsten. Gorgeous art. Yeah. I'm still dying for them to write mine or to make mine, but anyway, it'll come. I know. (laughs) I'm both excited to watch everybody's come Uh together and like slowly dying of jealousy. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I I have to decide if, you know, if it's going to be a portrait of Ishmael or Mm. I'd really like to see the watches or something like. Oh, uh, totally. 
a really important part of his character. So I, I, yeah, I'm like ready. A, I'm like so a, ready. A clockwork portrait or something. Yeah. 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 I, I'm really interested to see what, uh, what kind of ideas she comes up with. Cause she's absolutely brilliant. It's been amazing so far. Awesome. Well, I think we'll leave it there. Y'all should click that link to the Kickstarter. Uh, if it's before February 28th, if not, um, go click the links to find out more of Crystal stuff. She is a rising star. Thank you. It was so nice to talk. And I guess our stories can say hi to each other when we finally appear on the page. Yes, I'm very, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yours was really lovely too. I, I can't wait. Well, uh, thanks. Thank you very much for having me on.